Hey friends, welcome to the Thrive Like a Parent podcast. You know those parents who look like they've got it all together? Yep, that's not me. I'm Dr. Brooke Weinstein, mom, widow, and neuroscience expert on all things sensory and emotional regulation. Yep, that's right. I'm here to get down and dirty on the truth behind parenting, education, burnout, neuroscience, widowhood, and the shit show we call life. So come join me for conversations with thought leaders, doctors, and women just like you who aren't afraid to speak the truth and help you find that silver lining between the to-do lists, shit shows, and chaos of parenthood. If you are craving the answers to finally find that sweet spot between chaos and calm, pull up a seat and listen in as I take you from burnt out and surviving to finally thriving. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Thrive Like a Parent podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about building safety within your brain and how to do that. And when you may have seen that title, or you may hear me say that now, like building safety within the brain, what does that actually mean? And why is that important? So I'm going to just jump right in because this is something that I, at some point, work on with most of my clients. And the first steps are really doing the sensory regulation piece and understanding your nervous system. And we do a lot of de-shaming, if you will. We try to break down barriers of all the patterns that you've had in the past. And we then introduce new brain waves and introduce new wiring and patterning of the brain. And one of the things that I like to do is support our clients into building safety and trust within their own brain and finding the individuals within our life who we can trust. And when you have built a system, a pattern, right, a a feedback loop within your brain that has said over times that either humans aren't safe or you don't trust that people won't judge you or you don't want to say the the negative thing because you fear that they will go tell someone else or they'll judge like all of that kind of stuff a lot of times stems from your childhood or trauma that you've had throughout your life i'll give you an example one of my clients and many of my clients i've just she popped in my head we were talking just recently about how Her mother never gave her the validation, approval, or confidence that she longed for from her mother. And she felt judged by her mother. She felt that her mother was in some aspects even jealous of her, this particular client. And she felt very bashed by her mom growing up. And she also felt that way through her partnership, which she is no longer in. She's divorced. Um, and now currently happy and has another partnership. But she got those feedback loops from the two most important people in her life. And some are more sensitive brains than others. And so we take on, like people come to me and they say all the time, I'm a people pleaser. I'm a people pleaser. I do, you know, what others have told me to do all my life. And so if we live our lives for other people, then we end up, falling into the trap of fearing that our actions will be judged by others. And if they're judged by others, then we won't be liked or maybe we'll upset them. 
Another thought is that if you do something to upset someone, then you're, you are causing drama. You can't deliberately do something to, that you know will affect someone else unless you already know it will, right? And you're doing it on purpose. But if you're socializing with individuals and building a social network, let's say, but you're holding back from showing them who you really are because you're afraid that they will judge you or get upset at you or angry at you, but you're not actually being yourself, you want to be able to find the humans in your life that are okay with you actually just being you. And if they're getting upset at you for just simply being you, maybe that's not the right people for you. But where you step into an environment where you even show up as yourself, first and foremost, is not easy. It's not easy. And so I want to share with you some tips on how to begin that process of literally teaching your brain to start recognizing the safety that maybe they're just mere moments, but safety within maybe your social environment and social group or just your world or even dating or in your partnership. Because I think that we are so used to looking for the negative. We are so used to harping on or fearing, right? It's either we look to the negative or look to how people are going to criticize or we fear the criticism. And we need to be able to start recognizing the positives. So I would say, and you're going to think this is super crazy because I'm so open and share with you so much of my life, but I very much would say from my own healing journey, I had to learn how to do this. And I think the reason being is, yes, I'm a reformed people pleaser. Yes, I lived my life for many, many years to please others rather than myself. I also had a partnership that I cared so much what Jonathan thought And I cared so much about his opinions and his judgments that I caused for myself this like walking on eggshells because I didn't, it was so excruciating to feel his judgment. It was so excruciating to not be aligned with his opinion internally for myself because I wanted that validation externally so incredibly bad. And to know that we are safe and we're aligned and we're this and we're that, like, I thought that's what relationships, even in friendships, like I thought that's what they needed to be. And because of that, I showed up for many, many years as who I thought people needed me to be, including Jonathan. And so between growing up in an environment like that, where I absolutely thought that I needed to show up a certain way, I built that pattern within my brain. And then I fostered that pattern through my partnership, it was a hard one to, to break, if you will, or to repattern. And everything kind of came to a head for me in this particular regard this summer. While I had already been doing this work for a really long time on my brain and trying to build the safety with others, especially after Jonathan had passed, you know, it's really hard to go, especially the first year or two. Now it's you know, saying my husband passed a year a year ago is totally different from saying my husband passed almost three years ago. That's 
it's like, oh shit, that's like fresh. That's like hot, like a little warm out of the oven. Like that's, you know, like, ooh. You know, three years ago, it's like, wow, like you've been through a lot and it's just a different, I can't put it into words, but it's just different to be able to walk into a room and be like, yeah, this is, you know, what's going on. It's, it's very heavy on your shoulders when, and your brain is in a completely different place too. And so in the beginning of my journey, I only allowed one in at a time. The ones who were already in my life, of course, were still there for me. And some didn't make it through this storm. And it's sad and upsetting and heartbreaking. But I knew along this journey, I would lose some. And as I started to heal, I, I felt myself wanting to be more socialer. I wanted to build a community again or whatever that looked like. And I had to do it excruciatingly slowly. And I had to do it on my own terms and with one person at a time, because it was too much for me to walk into a large room and be like, hi, and talk about fluff when I was in the midst of like complete grief and, and, and just my brain was in a completely different place. I didn't care what the weather was like. I didn't care about, you know, sports for your kids. Like I didn't now, like you see me every weekend through stories on Instagram. I'm like, ah, another, you know, another baseball game. Like I'm in a completely different place. But in the beginning, I could only allow one in at a time. And when I tell you my walls were up, they were so up and I had to relearn and foster a different way for me to be able to trust humans and pattern, like I'm saying, that safety and be able to recognize. That's the biggest thing is to recognize when this human feels safe and when this human does not feel safe. And because of the walls that I had up, because of as well my own patterning from my past, my brain did not have that patterning of how do I pattern this to become aware, right? Like that's the patterning I'm talking about, of being aware when something feels safe. And there was this beautiful moment this summer I shared with you guys that I went to the Golden Door in San Diego for a week. And every summer, I, for one week, my mom takes the kids and I do something on my own for me. We're, we're not just going to fill the gas tank, but we're going to like overflow the gas tank so that I can replenish everything. It's a really awesome time for me to like reflect and, and see where I'm at in my grief process and really move through a lot. This summer, I got to tell you, the main theme was moving through a lot of anger. I was ready to release the anger. I was like, I don't want to be angry anymore because there would be things that triggered me throughout my life with the kids. And I would immediately be like, damn it, John. Like, and I was sick of that being my, my go-to. And I was so ready to let go of that anger. And I'm so proud that I actually have. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't ding in my brain anymore when things come up like that, which definitely took work. But this summer I decided to go somewhere different than I've gone in the past. And I knew it would be a different experience because it was not just a place that I was going to on my own to experience something on my own. It was the golden door, which is either 40 men or 40 women go um, and it's a week long. So you go on the, on the same day and you leave on the same day. So you get to know a lot of the people there. And boy, was that like so eye-opening. And it was not what I thought it would be. You know, I, I, I know what my other years have been like when I've done this. 
in terms of a lot of reflection and, and just a lot of silence and being with myself and all the things, this was different. I felt like I wanted to get to know the women and we sat together at different tables every meal. So then we all hear everyone's stories and it was, I could see that people pleaser or that performer coming out a little bit. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like I thought I totally have worked on this. Like I thought I had worked on getting to be myself in every situation. And this experience, if I wrap it up in a, in a lump sum was hands down the, the epitome of my, my work in terms of becoming aware of my safe space and recognizing it so much faster, which means I get to let my walls down that much faster and I get to allow people in. There's a huge difference from sitting here in my office and sharing with you all my life or my personal stories and doing it next to a stranger who I've never met before, you know, like that it's, it's just in person, it's just different. And it was a beautiful difference. I, can remember the first night I had no idea who I was going to sit with. Like I was scared shitless. And like, I found my, you know, I found someone, I started talking to them and I immediately connected to them, sat next to them. I could feel that I needed a person. I could feel that I needed that safety. I could feel that my brain was like, go find that person. Go, go, go get safe. Go, you need the safety to feel grounded. And it was such incredible awareness for me of what, what do you mean you need this to feel safe? You're safe on your own. Like you've got you. And as the week went on, I continued to release and be like, I'm here for me. And it was incredible. But the first night we have dinner, you know, it's, it's the fluff. It's, it's the talk that is like my least favorite thing. But of course you've got to start somewhere. And then at the end of the meal, they have everyone stand up and say who they are, how many times they've come here, if they're here with anyone, why, you know, they're here, why did they start coming or all the different things. I'm not kidding you. I'm like shaking. I'm like absolutely shaking before I, like, I'm like so anxious inside. I'm like, what the hell? But I know that I'm about to blurt something out because I just want it. I like, I want to like rip the bandaid off and be like, this is what's up. Now, you know, I don't have to like wait for a moment or a, a, like a wait for an opening to be like, yeah, actually my husband, died. like, you know, I do this every year because I'm widowed. And so I stood up and of course got teary because you know me, I'm always getting teared up. And I was like, hi, I'm Brooke. I'm, and I kept it sweet and short. I, it was too nervous. And I was like, I'm a very young widow. I don't know if I said my husband took his own life. I don't think I did. I said, I'm a very young widow. My mom takes the kids once a year so that I can replenish. And I wanted to try the golden door this year. And by the end, I was of course in tears. And I just wanted, it was like the first layer for me to know, damn it, I'm not getting choked up, but it was a first layer for me to know that, okay, they all know. So you can start like letting your walls down. You can start becoming aware. And, and now that they all know, let's see what happens. And this is a moment I will probably never forget for the rest of my life. After dinner, every night, we would go walk up the hill. We would go knock on the goal, actual golden door the front door to the facility and say our intentions and wish for good weather and our, basically our hopes would knock three times. And as we were walking out, this incredible woman who was, you know, one of our 40 for the week just leaned in on the back of my shoulders. And she was like, I just want you to know you're an incredible woman. And people pleaser Brooke was like, thank you so much. Or like, 
thank you. Like I just, you know, I was like, thank you. I really appreciate that. But didn't really soak it in. And Wednesday, I like lost it, like cried and cried and cried because I recognized that her touch and her coming up to me, making a point to come up to me and say that that was my awareness. That was the moment. And I do believe that we so often just brush off either niceties or compliments that people say, or it may even be a question that someone asks you and you feel triggered to answer in a very like brush off response, but they're asking because they actually, it's their opening of, of like, I'm a safe space and I, I'm happy to listen, but we don't allow ourselves to open the door. And that Wednesday, when I somehow processed through all that, I was like, that was it. Brooke, you have to be aware of those moments. Those are the moments you need to start looking for. Those are the moments that you need to allow. Those are the moments that you need to accept and say, that's a safe person. She just basically, it was as if she reached out her hand and said, I'm happy to hold your hand through this. And I found that over and over and over with certain women that week, not everyone. Not every single one of them was there to get deep and open up. And some of them, I even felt, and I I love this woman who I met, I even felt that I helped foster that safety for her because she looked at me and she shared with me things she didn't share with anyone else. And she said twice, she was like, I must really trust you because I don't tell anyone these things. And it was such an honor and such a special moment because I could see her walls coming down. And it was, it was just such a beautiful experience to witness and watch that on her and, and see how she shared with all of us more and more and more and more each day. And every day at this facility, there was like a 5 a.m. seven mile hike and a this hike and a that. It was, it was, everyone was like totally into it. My week were, these women were lots of activity. Like they were on it and I didn't want to miss it. Like I wanted to, and I, I'm not a 5 a.m. or PS. Like I am not a morning person, never will be. But I wanted to, I, I pushed myself for FOMO, right? Like people pleasing, all the different things. And I, again, I pushed myself, especially in the beginning because I wanted to find those people. I wanted to find that person. But what ended up happening was I did it And I got to talk to so many that they knew more than just that I was a widow. They knew so much more. And I still text them now. Like we have threads and group chats now. And the final evening, we walk through a labyrinth and we have kimonos on. It's really cool. It's a super, super cool place. Like just like no other. It's just, it's just awesome. And I was hysterical, like, and not like boo-hoo hysterical, but I just couldn't stop the tears as I walked in and I walked the whole thing and I walked out. And the women who got to know me, as they could see that I was snarfing and, and, and sniffling, the, you know, the snot away and all the different things, I would feel a, sh- a, a shoulder tap 
because we were all kind of walking together because it was a huge labyrinth and, you know, they take a few seconds and then the next one stepped in and then they take a few seconds and then the next one stepped in and we were all on different parts of the labyrinth. One, you know, some were going in and some were heading out and throughout my walk, I felt different grabbing of my hand or touching of my back or a hug at the end. People waited and, and, and consoled me and, I was so emotional and I am emotional now because I hope I don't put on a front to, to lead, lead you to believe that my life is perfect. This is hard. It is hard to be a solo parent. And the week went so fast and I knew what I was heading back to in terms of just something hit me in that labyrinth of like, I only get this once a year, once a year. And my time has come to an end and I'm sad. I'm sad that my selfish time has come to an end. But they didn't know that's the emotion that was invoked in me. They had no idea. But over the course of seven days, these women got to know me. I let down my walls and the touches from the beginning of the week to the end of the week and the connections and the safety I felt was, it was such a vast difference. While I was so anxious and nervous in the beginning at that dinner, I was anxious and nervous at that dinner, the first dinner, because I knew I was going to get emotional with sharing with 40 women that that's what happened. And at the end, at the end, I was able to cry without any you know that pain that you feel inside your body when you're like, I'm not going to cry, I'm not going to cry, I'm not going to cry. It was no longer there. Like I just let it out and it was okay to let it out. And I found safety along the way of this week. And it was an incredible experience simply for this awareness alone. Because I do these weeks, yes, like I said, to fill my gas tank, but to learn and to grow and to turn my creative brain on for an entire week. And oh boy, is Nadia ready when I get back? I'm like, go girlfriend, I thought of all this stuff and like we're doing this and this next year. And da, da, da. Like because my creative brain is fully, fully turned on. Now, do I regulate every single day and practice what I preach? Yes, but you have to think that creative brain is interrupted by all the sports on the weekend and 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 making the dinners for my kids and, and supporting what their needs are. And it's not a steady flow of like, I get to just have a meeting with myself and my brain for, for days of like, okay, well, how's this going to work? And how, and then, okay, now I need to um, work through my emotions of anger. Like I get to really sit with this or this, you know what I mean? It's just little slivers. I like to say that my workouts in the morning are, are really a meeting with myself. I have morning meetings every single day for the business. And I have a morning meeting with myself in my workout. And then I have a morning meeting with Nadia right after. And it's incredible. Like you need that, but I don't get that that often. And the point of this story, the point of explaining this to you is that you need to understand that it takes effort and time to internally 
Become aware of safety within your environment, especially if you've been a people pleaser all your life or all the things that I said in the beginning of this. It takes time. And often what I tell my clients to do is I want you to go to an event or a dinner with friends or some social something, right? Like I want you to go to something, but I want you to go with the lens of how did I show up tonight or today or to the event or how did I show up? I want it to be an observation of your experience, an observation of how you show up, an observation of if you're smiling and putting on a hi, or if you're just sitting back and relaxing, releasing your shoulders. And if you don't necessarily feel like talking, but you just wanted to be in the room for the day, you're totally okay with just sitting there. That awareness of the experience will bring you so much growth. And the more you sit back and process these experiences, the more you will become internally aware of the safe spaces for you. And the more you find those safeties and the more you tell your brain, right? Like I shared you with you a story. This woman put her hands on my shoulder. The more that I recognize those moments and bring awareness to those moments, I'm creating a new feedback loop in my brain to pattern that new wire or connection. And therefore, I will be able to have my brain start coding, right? I say like brains are like a computer or code. My brain will start coding that this is safe or my brain will start coding that person felt safe to me or my brain will start coding I am safe or I want to be safe or I can be safe even being myself. It starts with awareness. And we often miss those cues from our partner. We often miss those cues from our friends. We often miss those cues from individuals who want to be our friends or who are attempting or or longing to or we miss them because we harp on either what we are doing wrong, fear of doing something wrong, fear of judgment or fear of what everyone else has done wrong to you. But you can create those positive feedback loops of finding connection and safety and trust within the world around you, as well as while you are just simply being yourself. That's it. Like no costume, no, no act, no performance, no nothing. And the combination of those twos and the combination of those two, no performance, just simply being yourself and finding safety in moments where you are just yourself is the secret sauce to that feedback loop of trusting you can simply be who you are. You're loved for exactly who you are and it's okay to be that person. So that's my challenge to you. The next time you have a book club or you have a dinner, like take a moment to be like, okay, I'm going to observe how I am showing up. Does it feel good? Observe how other people are showing up and become aware of safe moments. If someone asks you in a probing question of like, they may want to really know because they care. Don't shut it down because you're afraid to share. 
And if you do, then become aware and recognize, oh, wow, I did shut that down. They were really, huh, I think I want to call that person and get coffee with them. They've, gosh, like, or I may want to text them. Thank you so much for asking that. Let them know, right, that it felt good. And I did. I did let that woman know. I said, on that Wednesday, I went up to her and I was, of course, with tears in my eyes. And I was like, I, I need you to know how much that meant to me. And she was like, thank you for saying that. I was worried with like the touch that I, maybe I shouldn't have touched you without asking to touch you. And I was like, no, I was like, I'm not like, that's not, I'm okay. If people touch me, like, it's fine. I was like, it meant a lot. And I let her know, like, keep doing that. Like show up for other people. That felt good. Thank you. So, so much good can come out of the awareness of finding safe moments and letting down your walls to simply be yourself, show up as yourself and trust those humans around you that they are safe. And if they don't feel safe, that's great awareness too. But until next time, XOXO, Dr. B. 